It's 2018, and LeBron James is in the news, of course, for saying that he is more than an athlete. Now, I don't know LeBron personally, um, so I can't say if he was talking about being a Christian in athletics or not, but someone that saw that statement took that and kind of ran with it in a way that does glorify God. Grace Ball host of the More Than an Athlete podcast, joins our show today to talk about what it means to be more than an athlete for Christ. Grace and I get to talk about so much today uh, about how we can be more than an athlete and what that even means, how her collegiate tennis playing days contributed contributed to her doing the show, and how she took that quote from LeBron and spun it, uh, spun it around in a way that glorifies God and glorifies Christ. As she's been doing this for over a year now, she is continuously putting out resources for Christian athletes that are really amazing, and you really need to go check that out. But as you listen to this show today, please just do this one thing for me. Think about what it means to you to be more than an athlete, and what you can do to improve the way that you carry yourself as a Christian on on the court, on the field, or on the track. How are we doing, folks? Welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. My name is Ken Burke, and today we have on Grace Ball. Grace, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining me. What's up, Ken? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. I, I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, I just love what you're doing uh, with and for Christian athletes. Uh, more than an athlete, is it's such a great resource for athletes all over the world, really. So just having you on and getting to talk with you more about that within the context of Christianity, I think it's going to be really great. But first of all, I wanted to ask you right off the bat, why did you start the More Than an Athlete podcast? Yeah, it's a great question. I love answering this because honestly, Ken, when I first started thinking about a a podcast, a platform of any sort, I really just had a heart to equip what my freshman self was walking onto campus with. And so Mm. I came into college thinking college athletics was going to fulfill me and I wanted to prioritize my faith, but it wasn't the center of it and center of my life. And So really, when I came in uh, to college and realizing the platform that God had given me through being an athlete, I didn't understand the gift it was until later on in my career. And going into my fifth year, um, I had my extra season due to COVID, and God had really put on my heart that there wasn't a lot of content out there for athletes trying to follow Christ. And so... I I was pretty stubborn with it, you know, when God put something on your heart and I really was praying that someone else would start something because I didn't know how to podcast. I uh, didn't really know any of the uh, things that went along with it, but God just kept burdening my heart and something that my lens was through was really just what do I wish my freshman self could have heard walking onto campus and what do I wish the girls or guys that I'm talking to that are younger than me could hear. And so that was kind of the lens I drove it through, and that's kind of what kick-started it. But I can share a little bit more of uh, when I began to start it, what I based it off of, but that was the first kind of experience that really 
pushed me to want to start it, even without the experience. And uh, I think in the midst of feeling like you're not capable, that's when the Lord shows up. So <laughs> it's been yeah. a fun experience, and I'm I'm thankful for all He's taught me through the people I get to talk to. Um, I think that's a huge part of it. Is I've learned so much um, in the midst of it, which has been really really neat. Absolutely, and that's so that's so funny because I think our stories kind of line up like that because I had no podcasting experience at all. I, I was kind of, I, I really, like you said, I needed, I wanted to find resources for Christian athletes because there wasn't a lot of content out there, but obviously I think you can relate to this too. When you start it, you kind of, you see other people that are doing it too. And it's really cool to walk alongside them too, uh, and just get to talk to them and learn more from them. But what has been the hardest part about podcasting for you? I think first, what I think of was what I based, I wanted to find a passage that I based my podcast after. I think the biggest thing was I wanted it to be completely rooted in the word. And I wanted to make sure that it wasn't Grace's advice or the guests I had on's advice and obviously sharing their experiences, but I wanted it to come from the word. And so uh, what was hard about that, what has been hard is honestly just making sure I'm treating this as a gift and a stewardship. And I think that with what the Lord has done through it, uh, and through me in it, I've wanted to make sure that I'm completely using it for his glory. And from the beginning, I think that in our culture, it's such a platform culture, influencer culture, that that really just wasn't something I wanted to be invested into. I I love my ministry on campus and my job now, but I was really hesitant with it. So I think um, that was just my hesitancy from the beginning, but the Lord has just continued to show up and show me it's not about me, and it's really about Him and His glory. And it's uh, through His grace and mercy that I get to talk about Him and talk about Him with other athletes. So uh, that has been sweet but also you know it's it's a stewardship so wanting to treat it in that way for sure yeah it's it's a difficult balance for sure trying to you know you want to you want to grow the podcast and you want people to hear it you want people to listen to it but at the same time you don't want it to be about you and your brand and i, I have struggled with this so much you want it to be about jesus and what he has done for you as an athlete um but how does your experiences as an athlete contribute to that so I think of First uh, Thessalonians 1, that's what all of my podcasting is based off of, what I go back to a lot. And uh, in this passage, Paul is writing to a church, and he's talking to them about what the Christian life should look like. And we know Paul, we know that he was an amazing man after God's heart, and he was an apostle of God. Um, and he didn't do all of his work by himself. And so at the beginning of this letter that he's writing to a church, um, he mentioned the different men that he worked with. So first, I saw that it was a team. It wasn't just him doing it on his own through his own strength. He obviously was doing it rooted in Christ. And then he also um, had a team of people around him. But I'll read a little bit of this passage. It's First Thess 1, 2, and then I'll jump around. But it says, We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by our hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And then you kind of move down in the passage and it says, The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Acacia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. And so kind of the beginning of that passage when Paul is writing, I see 
all of the work that they had produced in the faith. And then at the end of it, you see that that spread uh, across the nations and uh, people that they were being able to contribute to. And so I think through that, I just wanted more than an athlete to be completely rooted in God's labor and what we're doing for him. I didn't want it to be, like I said, just in opinions. And so I think my experience as an athlete, I think for a long time, I wanted it to be because of me. I wanted my name to be in lights. I mean, every athlete, you grow up, you do all the practices and you dream of at this point, when I make it to X, Y, Z, that's what's going to fulfill me. And for the longest time, I didn't love tennis. I didn't love my sport because it was about me. And once I shifted that perspective and fell in love with the Lord and his mission for my life, it changed everything because now it's, it's joyful. I get to be a part of his mission. I don't have to be so stressed out about my performance because my identity is no longer in that. And so this passage has just really helped me. Um, and really, in First Thessalonians 1, through my podcast, I wanted it to provide biblical content, much as yours is as well. I wanted to encourage athletes to labor. And by labor, I mean in Matthew 9, talking about the harvest is plentiful, There's so many athletes that don't know Christ. They don't get to experience the peace that we have in Christ. And the laborers are few. There's not a lot of athletes uh, that are using their platform for Christ. And there's an encouraging amount for sure. But I think the ones um, that are really trying to live a holy life and a life that reflects Christ is hard and it's rare. And so I think kind of tying back to my time as an athlete and why I started a platform of some sort was because I felt alone in that a lot of times. I felt like, how can I be competitive and how can I be a Christian at the same time? Am I too much? Like, can I even, I felt like I was so much for the Christian, but so much for the athlete. And it, I always felt a constant tension until truly my entire identity, my entire why was to glorify Christ. And Uh, I think a lot of times we hear, you know, Christian athlete. I'm a Christian athlete. I want to use my platform. I've even said that today. But you don't hear people saying, oh, I'm a Christian doctor. I'm a Christian engineer. I'm a Christian uh, whatever it is. And I I think sometimes with athletics, we can get so wrapped up in the identity of making that in addition to where we're just, we're Christians. We get to follow Christ and and know the creator um, of the universe. And we get to walk with him daily and make him known. And in this season, it's as an athlete, but uh, at some point we're going to have to give up our platform as an athlete, whatever that timeline is. And so I think with my podcast and platforms or talking about it, I've just come to see that using that time was so worth it and uh using it for his glory so I hit a couple points there but (laughs) I think God's been faithful just to show me man it's it's kind of him to bring us to these places but it's a gift and I I never uh want to take that for granted I want to go back to something you mentioned um about how how athletes can use their platform and how you did that you had an episode, uh, one of your first episodes, actually. It was entitled, How Do You View Your Sport as a Platform for Christ? I mean, that's 
plain and simple how it is. There, there's not, this is a statement that not a lot, a lot of athletes talk about. So what can we do to switch our minds from wanting to perform for the coaches or the fans or our parents to actually performing for Christ? No, oh, it's a great question. Something I wrestled through. I would first say work hard. Mm. You should be the hardest working athlete out there because you are working for Christ. Yep. And uh, and within that, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for it is by grace you have been saved, not by works, so that no man can boast. And And through that, man, we get to have fun. We get to work really hard. But once again, our identity is not in that. And I think of Matthew five sixteen. it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your father who's in heaven. And so whether those good works is picking up the balls after practice when no one's seen it, or it's fighting uh, in the game you're in for your teammates and everyone is seeing it. I think on both sides of that, you can honor uh, and glorify your father and in heaven and be an example to your teammates or to those don't re- who don't know what it looks like to uh, walk a Christian life. And so I think through that, we can get so wrapped in. I got so wrapped up into how do I perform well? How do I uh, do everything perfect as someone that's trying to be an athlete and live a Christian lifestyle? But I think finally when I realized my worth, my works, and even messing up sometimes is a great example that when I'm weak, that's when Christ can um, be glorified the most too. And so I think that Matthew five sixteen was just helpful for me to realize that my light could shine so that God was glorified in the midst of whatever the situation is, however the game ended up, the match, whatever it is, God so can be glorified um, in the midst of it all. I, I don't know why this question just came to me, but how do you think, if Jesus was an athlete, how do you think he would act? I think that I think there would be excellence. I think that um, something I was thinking about yesterday is he didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick. And so in the midst of that, who are the people that he would be spending his time with? Probably not the people we think of in the, na- in the lights and the ones that are going to impact our platform, make us look a certain way. I think he would... I think he would love, and we see he worked. He was a carpenter. He worked really hard, uh, cared for his family, but he also spent time with the people that the Pharisees couldn't get over, the ones that we would probably judge, and uh, I think in our culture. And so I, I think that the way he would spend his time would be completely, utterly unashamed so that people can know the gospel and know um, the God of the universe. I, yeah, I didn't think about that. Like he, he wouldn't be with the the Steph Curry's and the Tom Brady's. He would be with you know the the guy that can't make a basket or he can't he can't hit a tennis ball over the net and just loving on them and being competitive with them. Like right. he's he came to this earth to serve everyone he came in contact with. But what does it mean to you? I mean, the title of your podcast is more than an athlete. What is what does that mean? Because I mean, you hear celebrities and you hear professional athletes say. Oh, we are more than athletes. I mean, I think LeBron James like trademarked that. What do you? What's the difference between what they're saying and what you are saying with more than an athlete? So LeBron James, I saw an interview once of him talking about the "I am more than an athlete" slogan, and he was frustrated because he felt like everyone always combated his interviews and what he was saying, and he felt like um, he was always misunderstood. 
And at the end of it, there was a sound bite when he was talking. And he said, uh, we should be like giants. We should be put in the name of lights as athletes, and we should be uh, bigger than they let us be. And so in that, you could just tell it was all marked by him and his glory. And I think, you know, there's, there's truth to, you know, athletes produce a lot of success and a lot of fame. But I think with my heart behind more than an athlete, for so long, my identity was so wrapped in to being the college athlete, the tennis player, whatever it was, that when I finally understood none of that is fulfilling, I got what I thought I wanted, division one, whatever, whatever you're, when I get here, then I'm going to be fulfilled. I think with more than an athlete, it says it in its name, but I wanted athletes and I wanted myself to realize that nothing is going to satisfy you in this world, especially within athletics where (laughs) I don't know how old you were when you started playing your sport, but it's just not going to fulfill you. And so I think the difference there, and and we're so teased with that. Like I said, if you get that, then you're going to be fulfilled. Um, I think the difference there is I want, I want to be seen as small. And not small as an unsuccessful, not working hard. But I want Christ's name to be in, Christ's name to be in the light. And so I think just with that slogan, it's so common in our culture for I am more than an athlete. And I wanted to shift that of more than an athlete is that your identity and your purpose as an athlete is to glorify Christ's name. And uh, Mark ten forty five, Christ didn't come to serve, come to be served, but to serve and give His life as a ransom for many. And that's another verse that I want, whatever the platform you want to call it is, to be marked by is that Christ came to serve and um, not to be served. And so I, I want to be the same way. If Christ did that and he did it perfectly, who am I to try to put my name in the lights? And uh, I I always want that to be just a contrast to what our culture is just telling us uh, will satisfy us. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point too, where we're, we're called as athletes to work hard. I mean, 1 Corinthians 15 says, you, you're supposed to always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord and give yourself, I mean, to the labor that God has provided for you. And uh, that was a paraphrase of what the verse said. But right. even though we are supposed to be servants as Christ followers, we're supposed to work hard as well. And that is in this, as an athlete, you are supposed to work your hardest to glorify God. And I think... Christians in the past have gotten the stigma of like, oh, you can't be competitive. You can't, you know, be the best athlete because that puts you above God in some in some weird way. I I think it's the opposite. I mean, if you if you truly get to the best of your ability and you glorified God through that, like that speaks to God so much more than it does to you. And it speaks to it speaks to just everything that God provides in our work and because our labor is not in vain when that happens. Yeah. That's really good. And something else I was reminded by when you asked me, so at the end of every podcast, I ask my guests that are obviously athletes, what does it mean to you to be more than an athlete? And they're all, it's funny because every single one of those answers are different, 
But at the end of all of them, it's the same. Ultimately, your life is consumed by following Jesus and sharing him with others. Mm. And I think of uh, Acts 4.13, and it's the Jewish leaders, and they're reacting to Peter's sermon. And uh, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And if I could walk away from my athletic career or the people that are listening to this podcast and you could walk away and the teammates, the coaches, your competitors, your opponents could walk away and say, man, that athlete has been with Jesus. What else, what else are we chasing after? I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think there's anything else in this world on this side of heaven and eternity that is going to amount to anything besides people being able to see Jesus in us and what a gift that is to do that in athletics. So I think just having our lives consumed with following Christ and having that be the main focus is always going to be a win. Yeah. And for me personally, I mean, I've chased a lot of what the world can offer and 10 times out of 10, Jesus provides that satisfaction that I never had chasing those other things. So yeah, you you hit the nail on the head with that answer. As athletes and as people, we're told, um, I guess, to invest in ourselves and invest in our own brand. So how can we change that narrative for Christians and change the mentality of like self-worth and self-love to actually loving Jesus and glorifying Jesus through through athletics, obviously? I think what the there's two sides of that. I think like don't coast and use I'm I'm trying to, you know, not put all my worth into this, so I'm just not going to work hard. I I would say that you would regret that. And God has given you something to steward, whether you are a scholarship athlete or uh your walk on or it's your first year, it's your fifth year, maybe sixth year because of COVID. Like this is a this is a stewardship and um it's really the Lord's kindness so you get to be in it. And so go all at it and be the best encourager on the team that's going to push your teammate to fight when they have something at home going on and they're not mentally there or uh, you're not wanting to run the extra mile and do something behind the scenes when no one is looking. I would say you're never going to regret going all in on the opportunity that God has given you and you can honor him with it. Uh, But I think with that, something that uh, I personally had to wrestle through was rest as a college athlete do your hard work and then rest not only physically but rest in the lord that he is going to place you give people eyes to see you uh Mm. and he's going to ultimately be the one that's going to direct your steps so i would say yes invest in your swing invest in uh, the amount of shots that you're going to take whatever it is but at the same time, rest in knowing that at the end of the day, you can go home, you can rest physically and get in the word and sit with the Lord and sit at his feet and ultimately know that he's going to do the work uh, as well that we can't do. And that's changing the hearts of others. You brought up earlier how much you've learned doing this podcast. What have you learned about letting Jesus into everything in your life, including sports? I would say the first thing that comes to mind is that he's worthy. Mm. I look back on 
my college career, all my time. I I started tennis when I was four. I loved all different kinds of sports. I was the competitive kid from the smallest game possible. And I look back and I would say, answering that question that he's worthy. And um, when I was thinking about this question too, I thought of 2 Corinthians twelve fifteen, And um, <laughs> talking a lot about Paul today. But <laughs> Paul had just talked about that... Um, he didn't allow those that were looking down at him in his serving. Um, he persevered through it. And it says at the end of it that he would still very gladly spend and be spent for the Corinthian Christians, those that he was serving. So kind of to paraphrase that, it was worth him spending his time, even if he was exhausted, even if selfishly he didn't want to serve someone else in that moment. I think going off of your question I wanted to be marked by being spent for others. And I hope athletes hear me say this. I would redo a lot of my college career, but God graciously showed me at some point of that career that I could use and steward this gift for him. And so I think in that, God just allowed me to see that it's funny how when we completely invest our lives into someone else, we gain life and we gain joy and peace that doesn't make sense. And uh, I think sometimes we can complicate it or I can that I have to do all these things. And um, really, the Lord is just asking me to sit with him and uh, invest my life into others. Yeah, I, I was so guilty of trying to work my way to heaven and trying to perform my best for God. But God, God just asks you asks you to listen to him and to serve others. That's That's really what it's boiled down to. As a, as a tennis player, when, when did you consider that you're more than an athlete? Obviously, you said you started. I mean, we you started the podcast about a year ago, but when did that click for you? Where you obviously like said, "Hey, like there's more. There's more to life than business. There's more to life than school. There's more to life than tennis." What, what would you say? What, what would you say to that? So, kind of part of my story is that my mom was diagnosed with a super rare cancer when I was in middle school. Mm. And so when we're talking about relationship with the Lord, knowing him, that's when I really surrendered. Okay. I want to understand this gospel. I want to have a relationship with him, but no one really invested into me to a point where I knew I didn't even know what the word discipleship meant. I didn't know how to read my Bible. And so coming into college, you know, I really loved prioritizing my faith, but I was confusing and I was one foot in, one foot out. And so the reason I share that background is I came in my freshman year. I had the Division One scholarship I thought I wanted. We won conference that year. We got the ring. Uh, I had the relationship I thought I wanted. And then at the same time, the Lord stripped me of everything that I thought would satisfy me. So I got the ring in our conference championship, it wasn't fulfilling. Uh, my mom was walking through cancer at the time and had a really hard season and that comfort was stripped from me. And so was that relationship. So I feel like the Lord allowed me to taste everything I thought was it. As I was trying to incorporate faith, I think I just didn't know really, uh, kind of guidance on where to go to know him more. And uh, in the midst of that, God provided an older woman in my life who just came alongside me and helped me realize this is how you walk with Christ. And I remember before I had met her, I kind of came to a point where I was like, you know what, God, I want everything in my life, tennis, relationships, 
how I interact with my family, my friends, what I do for fun, the way I serve others. I want it all to be marked by you. And I'm going to go all in with it. And I, I'm going to base my life off of it. And so I think I consciously remember being like, all my plans, they're yours, God. And I'm going to see what you do with it. And I'm naturally such a planner. I want to be in control. Um, and I think that in the middle of that year, the Lord just showed me I'm, I'm the only one that satisfies. When you have everything you think you wanted and everything you think that the world offers, I'm only the one that uh, you can come to that doesn't run out. And so I think that was the point where I realized I'm more than an athlete. <laughs> I'm not going to be satisfied as an athlete. And God just started to strip away um, the false identity I had. And then my junior year, I really started to see, I had a lot of different uh, countries and cultures represented on my tennis team. And I think I started to see the beauty that at the end of Matthew 28, when he says, go make disciples of all nations, he's not just saying in the United States, he's saying every nation across the globe. And what a gift that is. You get to share that with people that grew up as a Muslim. And one of my teammates never knew Jesus walked the earth. And I got to share that good news with them. And, and I think that once I started to just step in obedience and I always want athletes to hear this, it's small, small yeses. It's not one day I'm going to be trying to, you know, use my platform for God's glory and I'm going to be on all these stages. No, it's, it's asking your teammate, how could you pray for them after practice? It's taking the extra 10 minutes when you're really tired and you need to study for an exam, but you decide that you're going to go, call the teammate that uh, was frustrated by something at practice. Those small yeses, those small steps of obedience is what develops into, hmm, maybe I'll end up doing full-time ministry as my job when my undergrad was business. And I would have laughed at you if you would have said that would be my reality right now. Or I don't know what the story God is writing for you is, but I do know that those small steps of obedience it's always worth it. And he's going to use that and you're going to get to know him in ways that you haven't yet because you get to walk with him. And in God's kindness, we get to be a part of his mission, which still blows my mind that we get to share this good news with other people. But I think throughout my college experience, those small yeses and small acts of obedience through God's grace, I got to taste and see that it was so much more honestly fun to use my athletic career in that way. Uh, once I really realized I am more than an athlete and I get to steward it in that way. That's funny that you brought that up because I heard a sermon um, Tuesday and the pastor just talked about the ordinary, the mundane tasks that you do every single day say way more about you than the one extraordinary thing that happened that maybe happened to you or maybe not happened to you. Like having that repetition, having those things in your life on a day-to-day basis says way more about your discipline, says says way more about your relationship with Jesus as well. But Grace, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. Uh, I do have one more question that I, I hope every every person listening to this really takes in uh, what you're saying and hopefully goes and checks out the More Than an Athlete podcast. What do you want athletes to learn from More Than an Athlete? I would say if I'm talking to an athlete right now that's listening to this or a coach that gets to have um, athletes under them, I would say look at your team. And I wish... 
what freshman self, freshman grace could have heard, what I would tell all the other athletes around me, I would say, look at your team. And I would say, if you were faithful to share, let's say you get to share with two teammates, you get to share the gospel with one teammate that doesn't know Christ at all. And they come to Christ and you help them learn how to read the Bible, how to share their faith, how to live in pure relationships, how to uh, have fun as a Christian and how to be an athlete as a Christian. Just allowing yourself to walk alongside one of your teammates. Let's say that happens twice in your athletic career. And you look back and then you see those two teammates get to share with two other teammates. Well, now you're seeing multiplication. And and I, I guess I would want athletes to hear from me and through more than an athlete is that you get to be a part of that. And it's like I said, it still blows my mind when I've, I've watched it happen in my life and I've watched it happen in so many other people's lives that God uses that multiplication. And if you're faithful to just two people completely and consistently going all in on life on life and being in the hard, the messy, the exciting, the joyful, it's so worth it because then you get to see them light up and be excited to share that with the freshman that you're not going to know the name of because you're five years out of college or five years out of high school, whatever the season is, but you're just, you're just never going to regret that. And I look back on my whole college career. It's it's so interesting being out of it now. Uh, I think it makes me more passionate (laughs) now that I'm like, you need to hear these things, but I never regretted giving time to my teammates. Um, I didn't regret saying sorry to my teammate when I was frustrated with them and apologized to them. Um, but I did regret the times that I wasn't faithful to share when God was nudging me to. And I regret using a whole week to be frustrated by a match that I lost by three points, whatever it is. Like I look back and I'm like, I'm not going to remember my record. I'm going to look back and remember there's freshmen at my college that are in a Bible study because God somehow graciously allowed me to tell another older teammate about him. And that's what I'm grateful that I got to be a part of. And I pray so deeply that the athletes hearing this, hear me say it's worth it. God is worth it. And at some point, like I am and you are, we're no longer athletes, but we're Christ followers still. And we get to labor and multiply our lives for his kingdom. And, uh, I would just say it's worth it, and uh, I hope athletes here, when they hear more than an athlete, I hope they get excited because you get to be on mission, and it's truly the kindest and greatest thing I get to be a part of, and those athletes listening get to be a part of. Yeah. When you look at the entire world and you, you think about what you do, it can really seem like you're not doing a whole lot, but you never know how one conversation can change someone's life. And I, I love how you kind of, you mentioned multiplying, like that person can tell another person and it just keeps trickling down. And you just don't, you never even realize everybody that you affected, but it was, you know, kind of twofold or threefold or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing how God works like that. Yeah. Something I was thinking about, I had, I had a teammate that was from Turkey and I kind of shared a little bit. She grew up Muslim. I'll share this story quick, but her mom one time they were talking in Turkish in my car and I remember looking over and Tui was talking about she said ministry in Jesus and I was like what is this conversation that they're having on FaceTime with her mom in Turkey 
and she hung up and I said, Hey, what, what were y'all talking about? She said, my mom told me that I looked light and I looked lighter. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And she said, well, I told her I started to go to church with you. And I told her that I accepted Jesus. And she told me, okay, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Cause you look light and airy and, and joyful and full of life. Wow. And we were driving to practice and I remember looking to the left outside the window and I was like, who I'm trying not to just ball my eyes out right now. But I think that in that my prayer has been, I hope my campus that I got to be a part of or your high school team that you're a part of right now, I hope that you leaving multiplies the ministry on that campus even more. My hope and prayer is that my college campus I was a part of is exploding and it's so much better without me there because the people that God has graciously raised up that know Jesus now get to multiply and do way better than I could have done and uh, do things better than I messed up in. And so I just think of that story because like I said, those are the things you remember. That's a, that's an incredible story and you never know what, who can affect, but wow, that's, that's incredible. But Grace, thank you so much for coming on today. Like I said before, what you're doing with the podcast is it's inspirational for me as I know it is, or I'm sure it is for a lot of athletes out there. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And I'm encouraged by what Competing for Christ is doing and uh, continue to pray that God uses it and other athletes get fired up about his mission because it's the best. Absolutely. All right. Well, for all listeners out there, go check out the More Than an Athlete podcast. I will make sure to put that link in the description. But also, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means more to us than you know. But if you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you, and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.